This podcast contains spoilers, explicit language, and is not made for anyone under the age of 13. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to John vs. Film. And we are taking a look at the very last Gamera movie ever made. Yeah, this is 2006 Kisaki Yushatachi Gamera, also known as Gamera the Brave. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice kind of cracked there. Gamera the Brave. Uh, yeah, and by the way, IMDb has this listed, this movie coming out in 2005 when it actually came out in 2006. In fact, the poster that they have pictured on IMDb says 2006. So, I don't know what's up with IMDb. But anyway, this movie is directed by Yuta Tasaki and Yukai Tatsui. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Directed by Yuta Tasaki and written by Yukai Tatsui. Sorry, the little IMDb pop-up thing, and I forgot to say, you know, Yukai Tatsui was the writer. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, this is Gamera the Brave. Uh, let me give you a rundown of how things go on John vs. Film. I give you a little synopsis of the film that I wrote up. And then I go into five things I like, and then talk about five things I dislike or have criticisms on, and then I wrap it all up with my overall thoughts. Alright, are we good? And so, without further ado, here's the synopsis. Gamera returns to protect humanity, but this time he's... A cute little baby turtle. Oh, yes, he is. <coughs> Anyways, Gamera has to grow up fast as he... <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. Whoa. Okay. Let me try that again. <laughs> Gamera has to grow up fast. He has, If he has any hope in defeating the man-eater Zedus. In Kadokawa Pictures, only Gamera movie to date. And yeah, uh, for those who don't know, Dae was like was either merged or bought by Kado, <clears throat> Kadokawa, and it formed Kadokawa Pictures, as it's known today or widely known. And yeah, this is the only Gamera movie that has been produced under the Kadokawa Pictures, you know, like production title or whatever. So yeah, anyway, I feel like I botched that opening up, and part of me really wants to just start recording again, but nah, no, this is my podcast, and I treat my podcast like live stream, so there's going to be screw-ups and all. So anyway, without further ado, here is the five things I like. And first off, I really like the intro fight with Gauss. So, this movie, it takes play, you know, it starts off in 1973, which seems like kind of a random date. You know, it doesn't 
have any significance to Gamera as the last like last seventies Gamera movie was nineteen seventy one. But anyway, aside from that, we see you know Gamera fighting a bunch of like three gals. It feels you know. A little reminiscent to the Heisei trilogy. But anyway, it's a pretty good fight. And it ends very explosively with Gamera self-destructing. I mean, Jesus. Uh, anyway, you know, there's not much to say. It's just that it's a good fight. You know, good, good, dirty, clean fight, you know, between giant monsters. Uh, next up, I'm going to talk about... You know, Gamera himself, or or as he's known in this movie by the kids, Toto. As uh, one of the kids, Toru actually, you know, calls him Toto. You know, Toto. Because uh, Toru found Toto as an egg and pretty much raised, you know, little Gamera. And yeah, Toto is the most adorable Gamera. You know, like, just... He is so cute. I, I I mean, just look up a picture of him. I mean, how, how can you not get, you know, be afraid of that little face? I mean, he's such a cutie patootie. My goodness. You know, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice kind of change up from the menacing camera we got in the third movie. And or just kind of a more serious camera overall are just a dull camera but seeing like kind of a younger baby camera is really cool and also just his little misadventures as when he's like a little turtle it's really cute uh but anyway it's also just kind of really neat to see a newborn camera growing up that's something we've never gotten in the previous camera movies so i think that's a nice you know mix up to the camera formula you know seeing him as you know, Toru's pet, you know, was very cute. And also, Toto is, like, a very curious little guy when he's little. You know, he's still cute as kaiju size. And the thing with, you know, Toto's, you know, newborns, you know, like, a newborn status and cute stature, it makes him more of an underdog. And it's, like, again, such, you know, it's completely different than what we got you know, when previous camera movies were either he was like, you know, overmatched or evenly matched, so to speak. You know, he, like, camera was not necessarily the underdog in the fights. He was just, un, you know, one of the challengers. But here, because, you know, we kind of get Zadus towering, you know, camera at one point, it gives off that camera in this movie is very much the underdog and it makes you worried about if Gamera's going to make it out of this movie alive especially since at the beginning of the movie you know we saw the older Gamera self explode to defeat the gauss which you know it's like that's it's like uh, tension we don't normally get in the Gamera movies i mean yeah Gamera's been like hurt and badly wounded but there's no like doubt that Gamera was, you know, gonna, like, die in the movie, or you aren't necessarily afraid for Gamera's safety a lot of the time. There are moments where you were, but not overall, but here, Gamera is the underdog, you know, underdog, and he he gets being up by Zadus quite a bit, 
You know, and yeah, it makes you worried. Will Gamera make it? Will Gamera have to self-destruct again? You know, it's it's good tension. Next up is the human cast and characters. I like. Let me just say, I love how it's mostly just like average people in Japan. Just kind of like, you know, it's has to deal with this restaurant owner and like the main characters is the restaurant owner and his kid Toru. Toru's the main star. Uh, Toru is played by Yo Tomioka and his father. You know, Toru's father, Kosuke Aizawa, is played by Kanji Tsuda. And, yeah, they're pretty good, you know, actors. Well, I also gotta give props to all the child actors here. But, yeah, anyway, the main, you know... Like, we start off with, like, uh, Kosuke was a kid when the first camera attacked the gals. You know, and he's all grown up, and he owns a restaurant. Toru's, you know... His kid. Um, the mother is actually dead in this movie, which is sad. But you know, it's you know, it's not like super. It's still like somewhat relatable. You know, just we. I think I can speak for a lot of us when we when I say we've dealt with loss. You know, of a family member before. A lot of us have. You know, so. And uh, there's a. You know, there's some nice, you know, very common issues with that, you know, because Toru was very close to, you know, his mother. And Kosuke doesn't really know how to have a relationship with Toru. It's, you know, really decent drama. And going back to the kids, you know, Toru, he's a great character. He is hands down the best child actor you know, our child character we've got in the Gamera series by far. And you could give that to I you know, any of the other main child stars. You know, they're they're really great. They are such a stark contrast to what we got in the Showa era. Uh we got Toru's friends and uh Ishim Ishimaru and Katsuya Ishida, their brothers. Uh they're played by Shingo Ishikawa and Shogo Narita, respectively, and then we got sort of this cute little romance interest of mine, <clears throat> the next door neighbor, mine Nishio, who's played by Kaho. That's just how it's listed under IMDb, you know. And yeah, there's like sort of a cute little romance, you know, like a childhood you know, crush sort of thing between the two of them. Mostly on my side, I'll say, but no, I I think it's pretty even, you know, like, even though they don't, like, straight up, you know, hug or kiss, you know, you do get a sense that they have crush on each other, you know, a crush on each other, you know, they, you know, and they also seem to have good, you know, chemistry with each other. Uh, There's also, you know, Mai has a concern about Toru raising Gamera, you know. She realizes, because she first saw Gamera, you know, at, flying in the air. Little baby turtle Gamera, you know. And, you know, Mai digs up, you know, saying that, hey, Toto's Gamera, he's 
going to become a giant monster, and she worries for Taru's safety, but Taru is in denial about it. He doesn't want to believe Toto is camera and that he's going to become giant because Toru has developed a bond with Toru. You know, Toru has developed a bond with Toto. Yeah, no, Toru has developed a bond with himself. <laughs> what a narcissistic kid. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, you know, the parents, you know, a lot of the parents are good too, or I should say the one other group of parents, which is Mai's parents, you know, they're they're good characters. We don't get too much of them, but you know, they they feel like people, and I think that's you know one of the good things about this movie is that the characters feel like people. Uh, and then there's like more drama with like Mai having to you know needing a heart operation and how that leads to her getting like these you know red pearls that spawn from the first camera's, you know, demise. And it's also used as energy for Toto. Uh, there's some good conflict between Toru and his father, and, you know, and drama between Toru and Mai. I think I mentioned that. You know, so, you know, overall, I really like the human cast. Uh, I will say real quick, while the government is still somewhat stupid in this movie, they're not complete idiots because while they did capture Gamera at the, you know, after Gamera's first fight with Zedus, you know, where Gamera just barely escaped, they captured Gamera not to, like, dissect him or do some stupid. They actually have been collecting the red pearls and stuff like that, you know, and making the red energy, and they're, you know, trying to put, you know, inject the liquid that they, you know, abstracted from the red pearls into Gamera so Gamera could become bigger and defeat Zedus. And it's like, oh my god, a government that's actually trying to help Gamera. This is new. What the heck? This, what the hell? Like, this hasn't happened. This has never happened before. You know, are you guys alright? But thankfully, at the end of the movie, they were starting to be stupid and like, hey, let Gamera's defeat Zedus, let's capture him. But of course, that leads to a bunch of kids, you know, blocking the army and councilmen from grabbing Gamera. You know, it's really cool. Uh, fourth point is I really like the relationship that forms between Toto and Taru. And how that helps men, you know, and this relationship between the two of them helps men the relationship Toru has with his father. And there's, you know, through this relationship, there's an overall themes of loss and growing up because Toto doesn't want to lose. He, I'm sorry, Toru doesn't want to lose Toto. And, you know, Toru's father doesn't want to lose Toru. But at the same time, Toru is growing up and Toru has to also realize, like his father does, that Toto is growing up and has to become Gamera, and has to let go of Gamera. So it's really good stuff, you know, and it's something that's very nice. Uh, it's also like uh, different to a lot of the Gamera movies previously, even the Heisei trilogy, where even though we got some stuff with the, uh, you know shoot, uh, Ayanami, 
yeah, Ayanami and you know Gamera and the Gamera trilogy. It, there wasn't like a straight up bond, you know, that was developed between the two of them. And in the Showa Gamera movies, there was no bond between Gamera and the kids that he saved. But here we actually do get to see a relationship developed, and it makes us actually care for, you know, like it makes more sense why Gamera would want to protect, you know, humans and stuff because he has developed a relationship with Toru, you know, and at the same time, it makes us more invested as an audience into the safety of both Gamera and Toru. Yeah, so anyway, I'm going through these likes pretty quick, but I will say the last thing that I like, and this is probably the best, is that there's this amazing scene. I mean, amazing scene. Best, I will argue that this is the best scene in the entire Gamera series because it's just so, it's so rewarding, especially when you've been watching, like you watch like these movies back to back, like I pretty much have, you know, where... Anyway, in the movie, Taru gives his, you know, the red rock that, you know, he found with Gamera's, you know, eggshell, you know, with egg to Mai for as like a good luck charm for her surgery. Well, that's not the same talking about, but it's context necessary for the scene. Uh, so anyway, that red, you know, pearl rock, you know, it's it's to help, you know give Gamera some energy, some, you know, a power boost. But anyway, Mai is stuck in a hospital, you know, like in an evacuation center and, you know, bedridden after a heart surgery and she's weak, you know, but she tries her best to, you know, leave to go deliver the rock to Gamera. And it's at this point, a little girl, you know, who's also there at the evacuations, you know, hideout or whatever to shelter uh goes up to my and there's like an understanding that's like hey you know give this to toto and so the little girl runs she runs into the street then she gets caught up in the crowd and then there's a little boy you know no there's a not a little boy but a boy you know he grabs you know the you know pearl from the girl and then he runs you know a bit more towards toto you know running into the crowd and then a police officer stops him and that leads to a little boy then passing on you know grabbing the rock and you know runs towards camera then breathes to a you know an older girl grabs the rock from him to help finish the rock run and then a little girl helps finish you know it often gives to toru's friends you know ishimaru and katsuya you know it's just the kids running with the you know red pearl towards gamma while everybody else is running away from gamma it's so rewarding it's such a great scene of unity of these kids bonding together and the fact that it's just you know, like in the move, you know, all in the previous Gamera movies, Gamera's known to be the one to save the kids, and in this movie, it's the kids who save Gamera. You know, it, 
I know we got a little bit of this in Jagger, but I feel like it's much more emotional and heartfelt moment and rewarding when it's not just the main kids trying to save Gamera, but it's like random kids that we just see in the scene. You know, they're sacrificing their lives running towards Gamera to give him his, you know, red orb. You know, it's it's such a great scene. Oh, I, and again, I think it's probably the best scene in the series, if I were to be honest. You know, not, you know, that doesn't mean this is the best movie, but I do think this is like one of the best scenes, at least. Anyway, those are what I like about the movie. It's time for me to talk about what I dislike, and. Uh, I know this first point is going to be a little cheap shop, but I think it's part of... I have to address it because I have talked about it before, you know, during the series, you know, for Gamera. And that is the August Ragoni introduction. Now, I've been watching all these movies on the Arrow Blu-ray collection. And all the previous Gamera movies, they had an introduction that was filmed by, you know, August Rigoni and it gave some really cool, you know, tidbits and facts before you watched the movie. Gamera the Brave didn't get one. I was so disappointed when I watched the movie last night to see there was no introduction to Gamera the Brave. I'm like, what the heck? You know, so yeah, it bummed me out. And that's something I dislike. You know, no August Ragoni introduction on the Blu-ray. I feel like this movie got cheated out of it. Especially since this is the last Gamera movie that's come out in almost 20 years. I mean, you would think, you know, or by the time the Blu-ray came out, it was it's 15. But still, that's a significant year. There's definitely some facts that has to be known about. You know, why there wasn't a Gamera movie afterwards or the reception, you know, and I say that it's again a bummer that there's nothing, nothing on Gamera the Brave. Well, there are special features, you know, speech, <clears throat> well, I can't speak, uh, special features for Gamera the Brave, don't get me wrong, there's still a commentary and stuff, but again, that missing introduction, it, it really hurt. It really hurt me. But anyway, let's talk about the movie itself and some criticisms or things I dislike. Uh, and this one is this one is also a bummer. It's, you know, the removal of classic wars. Gamera does not have his, you know, classic wars. It sounds like generic, you know, stock... Uh, Stock Wars. In fact, I think uh, Wikizilla mentioned it was either Wikizilla or Gojipedia. I don't remember which one I was looking up. That said, the some of the wars used were the same wars from 1973's King Kong that were voiced by Peter Collins. So Optimus Prime is now the voice of Gamera, but at the same time, it's not a replace a good replacement for. You know, Gamera's iconic war. I mean, that's an iconic war. And they don't try to make something similar. It's Again, the wars are very generic. Uh, 
Zedus, of course, doesn't have this problem because Zedus is a new monster. The Gauss, I think, is excusable, but the fact that Gamera is missing his classic iconic roar, that's that's a no go. <laughs> like, I don't know why they decided not to use his classic roar, or at least do what Legendary did and try to make their own, but that still harkened back to the original war. You know, so it still sounds similar enough where it's like, okay, yeah, I can buy it. Uh, I do think that the father, you know, Kosuke Aizawa, he could have used a bit more screen time and development, especially since there's, you know, some neat things about him. The fact that he witnessed the first camera fight, you know, uh, how he's dealing with the loss of his wife. Because this is like, they say in the movie, this is the first summer for the both of them that, you know, they are without, you know, Toru's mom. And I, it just feels like they're, you know, they're like, while the relationship between Toru and, uh, sorry, Kosuke is good. It could have been better. I think Kosuke could have used a bit more development, especially near the end, where Kosuke feels it feels like Kosuke kind of turned from trying to stop Taru and protect him to kind of just like, okay, I'll help you. You know, it was pretty fast, and I think we need more time to, you know, see how that developed. I think there was could have been just more of, you know, I'm sorry, yeah. Kosuke, yeah, there we go. Kosuke having to learn to accept Toru growing up. I think they could have done just a bit of a better job there. Uh, then the second to last point of the things I dislike is that I'm, I'm. It's not even I greatly dislike, but it's more I'm mixed. I'm mixed on Zerus and how they portrayed him because you know. I know a common complaint or a complaint I've at least heard is that Zedus doesn't get any, you know, a lot, you know, pretty much no information on origin and stuff. But on one hand, I kind of get it because the movie is trying to just portray the average citizen and the average citizen wouldn't know about Zedus origins and stuff like that. It's like it's not like the Heisei Gamera trilogy where we were following scientists and the government officials, you know, people who are actively, you know, involved with the situation. Uh this is again, these are random civilians, you know, random people that just happen to be, you know, they're just, you know, uh victims of a natural disaster, pretty much, or in this case, a giant monster battle. You know, we they don't know who or what Zedus is, and yeah, the movie does have you know scientists and government, you know, officials, but they're very minor characters. The focus is mainly on the main cast, who are just average citizens. So again, I get why they didn't want to give Zedus, you know, origin because you know they want us to give us the perspective of people who are just kind of normal at your average day citizens. Uh, on the other hand, I think, you know, Zedus again is a fine kaiju, but, you know, I slightly, 
I, I say this, you know, very slightly. I think he's, you know, his design is slightly uninspired in some respects. I mean, he kind of just looks like a dinosaur with like a bunch of spikes on his back. And he does have the frill, you know, which is cool. But I don't know. There's, I think they could have done more with Zetas. And it's just, I'm not really sure if I've, really if i liked zetas or if i don't like zetas because you know again he, there's nothing inherently wrong with zetas but he's also not like you know kaiju from the past not just the heisei trilogy but from the show era you know where i think the you know camera of monsters in the past are they felt more unique zetas on the other hand while he has the long tongue we've seen that with Barugan before in fact i probably would have had a bit more investment if they just made zetas into Barugan. you know uh give them you know keep the long tongue you know you can even keep the frill and it has some of a, somewhat of a rainbow aesthetic so that could have worked you know i think zetas could have easily worked as kind of a amped up you know like a modern version of Barugan, you know, and give him a freezing ability. And I think, yeah, Zedus would have worked as a Barugan and maybe I would have felt slightly bit more invested, you know, but still, I, again, Zedus, not, you know, a bad kaiju, just not the best. I, you know, and it leaves me feeling uncertain. And then finally, I don't think this is this movie's fault at all, but it's just the fact that we haven't gotten any more Gamera movies since. The you know, in fact, the last words of this movie is "Goodbye, Gamera," and that feels so. Even though that does feel so final, it's a shame that such a creative IP has just been unutilized by Katakawa, other than tie-in mobile game events pretty much uh the only other the most recent thing from gamera other than you know tie-in you know merchandise and game stuff is that a 2015 short that was sought to be like a trailer or proof of concept but it ultimately didn't go anywhere so we we're just left with that short which is a good short it's just a shame that it's now just a short and not what it was supposed to be a trailer for what could have been a really cool camera movie oh, and uh, it brings us up to mention I heard I was listening to Monstrosities the tokusatsu vlog on YouTube one of the live streams with Norman England who wrote behind the Kaiju Curran which fantastic book Make sure to give it a read. Uh, anyway, Norman is friends with Shusuke Kaneko, who, who was the director of the previous Gamera movies. So it makes, you know, like, he is good friends. And anyway, I believe Norman mentioned in one of the streams, it could have been, I don't know if it's the ones that are still up or one that was taken down. It's the fact that, you know, Shusuke... 
Paneko and probably the a lot of the creative team are now, you know, they they're like uh, open to making a Gamera movie, another Gamera movie. But unfortunately, Katakawa Pictures is not, you know, because they're they're still very hesitant with giant monster movies and stuff like that. They're not sure of their financial success, especially since. It seems like Gamera the Brave, at least according to Wikipedia, was not, or it was either Wikipedia or Wikizilla or Gojipedia, one of the wikis, okay? Give me some slack. But anyway, it mentioned that it was not, it was considered a financial failure, which I think that sucks. I don't think this movie deserved to be a financial failure. Uh, but anyway, Kagawa is also hesitant because their last, you know, Tokusatsu movie, The Great Yokai War, Challenge uh, Guardians, which featured Daimajin, apparently didn't do so hot. Uh, so Kagawa Pictures is hesitant, probably still hesitant to make a kaiju movie. You know, uh, which I think is a shame because I, one, I don't think you should, you know. Uh, treat one movie as like okay well i guess you know other movies like this won't work it could have been just well one movie came out in 2021 covid was still a thing you know covid is still a thing but it was a bigger thing in 2021 last year two from what i saw the trailers the movie didn't look it it didn't look uh that good (laughs) No offense, but yeah, it, you know, I, I just think don't let this one failure deter you from making a Gamera movie. You know, if you give it to, you know, have the right people work on it, give them enough time to work on it. I think you can, you know, and make a great movie. Yeah, it, it can do well for you, Katakawa. And even if you don't want to make a movie, consider loaning the IP out or, you know, licensing the IP to possibly anime studios. I mean, anime is very mainstream and we've gotten actually some really decent kaiju anime. Uh, Personally, I like Godzilla's Singular Point, even though that I think is, uh, you know, I think, you know, mixed reception is the best, is the most lightly way to say it you know that's playing it lightly you know mixed reception at least here in the west you know but you know overall i enjoyed it and i a lot of others enjoyed it and it did receive a reward another example is ssss gridman and ssss dinazenon they're doing really good and they're animated with kaiju i think gamera a Gamera anime series or a Gamera anime movie would work well. I wouldn't mind seeing Gamera in anime. In fact, I wouldn't mind to see Gamera in anything as long as it's just not a Japanese, you know, mobile game tie-in that I, I won't be able to play, you know, because one, I hate mobile games with a passion, and two, I don't live in Japan. But, yeah, anyway... Let, let's get over to my uh, overall thoughts. It's an honestly really good Gamera movie with heartfelt moments, a nice overall atmosphere, pretty good special effects, and an excellent human cast. 
it's a shame that it tends to get overshadowed by the Gamera trilogy, and that this was the last full-feature Gamera movie. I do recommend you give this movie a watch. Yeah, so anyway, that's it for this episode. Uh, next week, it's going to be probably going to be a shorter you know, episode overall, and there's actually going to be some video to it on YouTube because I'm going to do a tier list of the movies. That'll be fun. And yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you are listening to this on YouTube, make sure to press the like and subscribe. Hit the bell button, like the video, or dislike it, whatever you want to do. Uh, but I would also really appreciate a comment to tell me what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong. I'm not going to improve much if I don't get some sort of feedback. So anyway, I think the comment most of, like, if you leave a comment, that would be, like, most helpful to me. <laughs> and... Yeah, anyway, this podcast is also available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and other major podcast, you know, platforms. But anyway, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. Take care.